For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Jeff C., and I am joined by my awesome co-host, Jen Cole. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On this week's social media marketing talk show, we explore Twitter's newest conversation tools and features coming in 2020 with our special guest, Madeline Scalar. But first, do you want to keep ahead of your competition Do you need to master a certain social media platform? Are you struggling to measure your ROI? Well, you can discover how to improve your social media marketing at Social Media Marketing World 2020, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. You'll rub shoulders with some of the biggest names and brands in social media, just like Madeline here. You'll soak up countless tips and new strategies and enjoy extensive networking opportunities in sunny San Diego, California. So don't miss the industry's largest conference. You want to get in early for some big discounts. You can register at socialmediamarketing.world. That's socialmediamarketing.world. So I'm excited to have Madeline back on the show with us. She is a leading Twitter marketing expert. She hosts the awesome Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat and the Twitter Smarter Podcast. Madeline, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love talking all things Twitter, as you guys know. So uh, it, it's quite a laundry list of things today. Twitter yes. is on fire with, with features and is so exciting. It is in an effort to make Twitter better. I love that they're constantly working to make it a better platform. Yeah, it was like Twitter week Yeah, in the news. So <laughs> we're going to jump right into that. So Jen, the first part we're going to talk about is Twitter adds this conversation insights tool to Media Studio. So Jen, break that down for us. And then I want to jump in and ask Madeline some questions about it. You bet. So Twitter added a new tool to its publisher insight portion of the Media Studio, and um, it's called Conversation Insights. And this enables publishers to see tweets they may have missed via the social network's content listening tools and go beyond mentions and hashtags. Tweets that are surfaced are displayed on customizable dashboards, um, enabling them to see what's being said about them minute by minute over time. And people can use this knowledge to join and even mold the conversation with timely and relevant content. It's really exciting. Yeah. So. Madeline, this is the question I had when this kind of crossed the desk. In the we have like a, a special news place for our the social media examiner team, and uh, one of them was like, okay, there's so many. Every network has kind of its own listening tools, and there's so many options yep. with the third party listening tools. So what? And, and you can usually use those across multiple platforms. So what's the advantage of Twitter's monitoring tools, like over some of these third party ones? Yeah, well, this new one is very unique, and I haven't seen you know anything about this being incorporated with any other third-party mm-hmm. platforms. And so it seems like Twitter is trying to make it so that you don't leave the site. Like, let's provide all the insight tools you need in one place. 
you know, they got great advanced search capabilities that, that a lot of people don't realize, or, you know, they think it's just a search box, but there's like so much more you can do in the advanced search. They've got their insights that has lots and lots of information. There are third-party sites that offer that, but I'm always just staying on Twitter. Like I, I really don't leave. It's like a, a one-stop shop for everything. And this new feature now is quite exciting. But the thing is, you have to have Media Studio in order mm. to get access to it. And not everybody has Media Studio. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't even know it exists. So many people right. tell me, I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's probably because you have to have a publisher account. Basically, you got to be doing, we don't have to be doing Twitter ads, but you need to be set up for Twitter ads. And there's a big difference there because people think, well, I don't want to run ads. So, you know, I, I guess I don't get this feature. But I always tell people like, just sign up for an ads account. It's ads.twitter.com. You do have to put a credit card on file, but it does not mean you need to run ads. When you set this up, then you'll get access to Media Studio. Media Studio is something Twitter developed for publishers. That's really what they, you know, they refer to publishers as the advertisers. Gotcha. Um, I don't run Twitter ads all that much, but I use Media Studio like every day because it's a right. great, has a great set of features. And now having these new insights embedded into it is pretty cool. I was, I was going to ask, is there a certain stat that like you get with this that you don't get somewhere else? I mean, is, is there a certain thing that you're like, oh, that's so cool that I get to finally kind of dive deep in that kind of analytic? Yeah, it, it really is. It is very unique. It's brand new. They, they just released it uh, this week. And like I'm on mine right now. And like you get all these really interesting functionalities behind it. So it's basically letting you know what people are saying about you. And it's minute by minute is what they say. And it's seeing top tweets, hashtags, and mentions about you and your content. And they're saying that it's possible you can miss some of these mentions. And so this is a tool now that can help you. And what's really interesting is you can do all these interesting breakdowns. Like I could have it be by the minute, by the hour, or by the mm. day. So, because they give you this, this bar chart. So right now it's just defaulted to hourly for today, but I can sit here and change it to yesterday, last seven days, last two weeks, this month, last month. They only let you do a 31 day period at max, but I could say, all right, well, let's, let's look at this month and then let's look at it, a breakdown minute by minute, which could be kind of crazy. It's interesting because like for me, I run the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat and that is a, a popular Twitter chat, lots and lots of mentions, and I don't always catch them all. So wow. I'm hoping that this new feature will allow me to see a bigger picture of what's going on during the chat. And you get to see tweets from the top people, also the latest. So you get some really interesting filters in here where you can say, well, I just want it to be just verified users. I just want to know who the verified gotcha. users are. They're talking about me or all users. I can break it down by different types of content, like retweets or tweets and retweets, other formats. Maybe I just want to know what people are saying about me. They're using GIFs in their tweets. And that's really interesting. So they that's, give you this yeah. breakdown, image, GIF, video, broadcast. Uh, so wow. I find that interesting. You can do it by language, which is really yeah. cool. And then this is what I find super exciting. So I can go in here and say, all right, I'm looking for these tweets, but it has to have at least 10 retweets or more. Only show those. And so you, you can have a, a filter for the minimum number of retweets, likes, replies, in followers. So maybe I just want to look at people that have a certain number of followers. It's really interesting. I'm really excited about this. And I think this will really help with putting together your content, you know, knowing more about your audience so that you can just 
rock a little harder and better on Twitter. Right. Jen, I know you're a, a Twitter power user. So is this going to be a feature that you're going to use? <laughs> I, I can totally see myself using this. I think it's very exciting. Even to details and things we can be very, very happy for tailoring what you decide you want to put out there and uh, revamping any kind of strategy that you have. So it's very uh, exciting. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So, and that yeah. kind of ties right into our uh, next section, you know, kind of Twitter is finally rolling out the option to follow specific topics. Now, this really was interesting to me. So Jen, go ahead and break this down for us, because I think this is something a lot of people will, will start using. Yeah, so basically, uh, Twitter is starting to roll out its latest feature designed to make Twitter a more friendly place to its users. So this is the ability to follow specific topics the same way you follow individual accounts, kind of like um, following a hashtag on Instagram. It's, it's going to be kind of like that. So have you used this yet, Jen? Have you uh, followed topics on Twitter? I haven't yet. I've been looking for it, um, but I, ha I haven't really played around with it quite yet in a, in a serious way. I'm looking forward to it, though, because I really like doing it on Instagram. Right. What about you, Madeline? Have you, is this rolled out to you? Yes. Have you played with it? Oh, yes, cool. I've been playing with it. I got it yesterday and it's really cool. Um, you know, they say that you'll see this when you're in the search, doing search results or just in, in the home feed, but I wasn't seeing anything. I'm like, okay, I got to figure out like, how right. can I start seeing the, these uh, topics? Um, they're, they're saying right now is about 300 of these topics, sports, gaming, and entertainment. So I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me try typing some keywords using utilizing sports to see if I could do, you know, find this. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday I typed in, I'm in Houston. So I typed in our, some of our sports teams. I typed in Houston Astros and Houston Texans. Now, when I typed that in, then it showed topics at the top and, and asked me if I wanted to follow that topic. And mm -hmm. a lot of us are already familiar with this type of functionality through Instagram because we can follow topics over there and follow hashtags. Right. So this will be basically the same type of thing. So currently, I'm, I mean, I tried so many different keywords to like make topics <laughs> appear and it right. wasn't working. Since entertainment is one of them, I was typing in top TV shows, different TV channels. It, that didn't work. Uh, but, but if you guys want to play around with that, if, if you do have it, if it's been rolled out to you, it started this week, try typing in your local sports team uh, or a sports team you like and see if that works. So I currently right now in my topics, I have my Houston Astros, my Houston Texans. So now it's telling me that I'm going to stay up to date with tweets relating to this <laughs> and that they'll, they'll, be in my home timeline. And I'm really wow. excited about this feature because this will be something that, especially for newbies, for people that are new to Twitter and don't really know what to do, you know, they just go follow a few topics. Because think about it, when you get on Twitter and you're new, like, it's like, okay, how do I know what hashtags to follow? How do I know what people right. to follow? I don't know what to do. So yeah. if you just put in a topic of something that you like, then it's going to send all the relevant stuff to you. It'll send tweets that have relevant hashtags and relevant people and the people that are talking about it the most. And I think that's going to make Twitter amazing for a lot of new people that come on that just are lost. So that you mentioned uh, you know, like newbies coming on. So, but do you think like, just like old pros like you two, will will this, help with your conversations? I mean, will you think it's going to like, kind of like, a, it's almost like an icebreaker kind of a thing where yes. this is a conversation starter. Do you think people start using it like that? I think so. I think this will be a really interesting way to have 
deeper conversations and better relationships with people on Twitter. So whether you're a newbie or you're a seasoned pro on Twitter, I think there, this will work for everyone because it's revolving around having, you know, topics of interest, you know, things mm. that resonate with you. And it's not always easy finding that, you know, if, if I wanted to chat with people about my local sports team, what would I do? Okay. I, Houston Astros. We just had the world series, which we lost by the way. Um, right. So what would I do? I would go to their Twitter and from, and you know how it is when you get on Twitter, one account leads you to another, to another, That's to another, radical, yeah. instead of spending an hour trying to find all the people talking about it through that one account. If I'm following the topic, it's all going to come to me and it's going to be a lot easier. And it's probably with the algorithm going to be even better than what I could do on my own. Right. So yeah. one of the things we were talking about when we were doing the show prep with Grace, our producer, um, she was saying how she's, you know, she's one of those people who sits in front of the TV and tweets. She tweets about shows like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. So I can see this whole thing really tying into some of the entertainment stuff. You mentioned sports, but also like the top shows or even Netflix, yeah, right. what people are watching, that kind of stuff. So I think you're right. It's going to be a great thing for new users, but also it's going to be for, you know, help spur the conversation around really a specific topic. Um I guess it was announced it was going to roll out globally on November the 13th, and it's going to be available worldwide on iOS with Android and the rest of the web to follow like this Wednesday. So if you don't have it, it's probably coming is what I've understood. Right. And there is a way you can check to see if you have it. If you're on desktop, on the left side navigation at the bottom, click on more. And when you click on more at the very top of the pop up a new navigation bar mm. at the very top, it'll say topics and it'll give you some information in there. And then if you are on mobile, the way I discovered it in mobile, you click on your little profile picture at the top. This is on an iPhone. I, I think mm. Android's pretty much the same top left corner. You click on your little picture and then navigation comes up and you'll see topics in there. Gotcha. Cool. That's very cool. So, this next news item is, I think it's going to be exciting. I want to make sure we have enough time to cover this because I know you two have a lot to say about this. There, Twitter shared their list of upcoming features in 2020. And Jim, go ahead and give us the bullet points on these. And I, cause we want to break some of them down. Cause I know you guys are excited about these. Oh yes. Okay. So bullet points, um, remove me from this conversation. Don't allow retweet of this tweet. Don't allow people to mention me without my permission and tweet this only to Hashtag interest or these friends. So, Madeline, this is from uh, Twitter's VP of Design and Research. And he, he, these are the five features he was saying he was looking forward to. So, um, let's kind of break these down. So, remove me from this conversation. That seems a little, you know, blunt to me. So, I'm like, yeah. uh, is, so how would you use this? Like, you know, is it is it because you were called in and you're like, uh, get me out of here? Or how would you use this yes. like in Twitter etiquette? That would be if you want to get detached from a conversation. So you know how on Facebook someone tags you or, or puts mm -hmm. you in a photo and you're like, I don't even know this person. I don't want to be associated with it. And you can remove that tag. That's basically what this will be, a way for you to get out of a conversation. Because, you know, if it's, if it's some heated debate and you're getting bombarded with notifications and maybe you don't want to mess with your notifications and turn them off, uh, this could just be an easy way to just get out of it. Because, you know, sometimes, let's face it, Twitter can be a place that has trolls, people that are abusive. And it, it would be an easy way to get out of a situation that gets out of control. And I think that's why they're putting all these together. They're trying to come up with ways of 
making Twitter better for people that do have to deal with trolls, that have to deal with uncomfortable situations. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad they're doing this. I, personally, I doubt I'll be using very many of these features because I, you know, I just don't run into that kind of issue very often. Mm. But it's nice to know it'll be there. It's going right. to be where, oh, I just remember there's this feature now that Twitter has where I can be removed out of a conversation. I'm so glad they did that because today the way it is, it kind of sucks. Like, what are you going to do? Well, you'd have to go block someone, but maybe, you know, think about the people that have like, like Taylor Swift's a great example. Taylor Swift has mega fans that you got to be careful not to ever say anything negative publicly about Taylor Swift because I (laughs) once years ago uh, where this real quick story, these girls started a t-shirt company and they did some kind of t-shirt with her ex-boyfriends. And I just like tweeted it. And like, I had so many Taylor Swift fans come after me. Oh, no. I retweeted it and they were very upset. And I was thinking these poor girls that started the t-shirt company are probably really getting hit hard. And I talked to them and they're like, this is so great. Yeah. So it'll be nice when something gets a little crazy where you have the ability to just tap a button and you can get out of it. Right. So uh, Christy back in the comments says, my business was once attached to a long conversation via the uh, app mentioned with uh, lots of ugly language. I was stuck in it for a week. So this oh is my. a good thing. Yeah, I can understand. I, I've, I've been there, Christy. Thanks for that yeah. comment. Um, but uh, the second the second one is uh, don't allow retweet of this tweet. Now, why would somebody want to do that, Madeline? Why would that be important? Well, it could be if maybe somebody's taking what you're saying out of context or maybe it somehow went viral, but not in the way you hoped it went viral. Um, I mean, think about tweeting. It's a lot like texting. It's so easy for something to be taken the wrong way. So I don't really think this is going to be something we need all that much. But again, it'll be something nice to have if the need arises. Gotcha. And the other ones kind of are self-explanatory. You know, don't allow people to at mention me without permission and remove this at mention from this conversation, which we, it's kind of, kind of like the one before, um, and then tweet only to this hashtag interest or these friends. So the interest that we talked about in the very first part of our news, is that something it was talking about to one of those conversation interests that you could just tweet to that? Is that kind of what they're talking about? Yeah, which I think is really exciting because like, for instance, when you're on a Twitter chat and you know, it all revolves around a hashtag and some people actually will not participate in a Twitter chat because they don't want their feed being bombarded with tweets Mm. of that. And you know how people would always be like, Hey, just heads up. I'm getting ready to tweet a lot for the next hour. And like, you know, a lot of people just condition their community to know, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Don't get mad at me for doing a bunch of tweets. So I can see it as a way to alleviate that. If that's, you know, if you just don't want, I mean, these days I don't see too many people getting uh, up in arms over a bunch of tweets when you're on a chat for an hour but again, nice to have a feature like this if you need it. I think it can really hone in on some of these specific conversations so it's not out all over the place. I think out of all of these, I think that's the one that will be used the most. Very cool. Jen, are you seeing this as ways some of these tools to like curate some some content maybe for a social media examiner's account? Uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea for sure. I think yeah. there's a lot of possibilities to go into this. And it's yeah. going to be really cool to get in there and just play around with with all of this. I would, I would like for it to roll out uh, sooner well, than later. And I think because we have the, the social media examiner tweet chat, that would be yeah. helpful that you could like, hey, you know, if people didn't want to have it flood their streams, like you were saying. So I yeah. think th- that's a great feature. Another yeah. great feature that I am super excited about. So I think it's really cool. I hope they do it. 
So Twitter is considering labeling bots on the platform with a check mark. Now, I think it's a good idea. I want to hear what, uh, what Jen, I want you to break it down. And then I want to hear sure. what Madeline says uh, kind of commentary wise on this thing. Okay, so this is where this is coming from. In an October 25th interview with the Wall Street Journal's Joanna Stern, the legal trust policy and safety lead at Twitter, Viaha Gotti, shared that company might consider labeling bots on the platform. Yeah. So, Madeline, yeah. with all this stuff, you know, with the confusion of these verification blue checkmark process, do you think this is going to, you know, if you can identify something as a bot, is it going to improve? Prove the platform or only add like to the confusion with who's got this mark and all that kind of stuff. Right. It could definitely add a confusion for sure, especially for people that are new to the platform. What I like about it is that it adds a layer of transparency on Twitter, which I think is important. Um, so I think that's a big plus. Now, one drawback is there are some legitimate bots that are useful, like the ones that just, you know, auto populate for like important information or, or interesting things that people do subscribe to and want to get information on. But I think it's okay if it's labeled as a bot, because right. when you watch a Twitter account like that, you know, it's a bot. Usually they have the word bot in the username. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, that's like just one little thing that I think, you know, some people might be like, well, okay, I already knew it was a bot, but you know, now I for sure know. Um, I I think it'll be interesting to see how this one works out. Yeah. You said there's good bots and that's true. I'm talking about the spammy bots. I think they should be made to have like the Twitter egg with like, you know, a big like robot, evil robot on it. That's a great idea. The one time where we encourage the egg. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So the, the next piece of news is Twitter tests emoji reactions for direct messages. Now, this is interesting. So, Jen, break this down because um, okay. and I want to know what your thoughts right after you break it down for us. OK, so uh, Twitter is trying to make it easier and faster to respond to a direct message by testing emoji reactions that can be attached to specific messages. We've seen this in Facebook for sure. And, and this is something that a lot of us, I feel like, have become accustomed to. And I know that I appreciate it. You know, sometimes we're sitting there and we're in like, uh, we have a group chat, me and some girls that we're all friends. And a, a lot of the time, like they're blasting and blasting. There's eight ladies in this chat and it's nice to kind of go through and review and just be able to acknowledge that I read it with like a, you know, the, lo- like the heart eyes mm-hmm. uh, reaction or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I can see this being a great thing for Twitter because a lot of the time we want people to know that we read it. We want people to know that we see and understand it, but that we might not at that moment have time to actually craft our response to it or, you know, something like that. That's a, that's a great point. Madeline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people use the favorite or the heart button on Twitter for that kind of purpose. Right. Is this, do you think this will be like, well, I'd like you a little more than that. Or, I mean, how do you see this working? I definitely I think so. And I agree with everything Jen was saying. I mean, I think this is a positive thing. I think people, we already are used to using this on other social media platforms. So why not have this on Twitter? What's interesting is Twitter did test something like this back in 2015. Oh, I thought it was going to cool. happen, but then they didn't. It kind of <laughs> fizzled out. But that was also back when they changed the star to the heart for the likes. Right. I thought for sure they were going to add those reactions. But I think now is a perfect time for it. Just like Jen says, sometimes we're moving quickly. We don't have time to type out a response. At least people know that you saw it and know what your reaction is to it. So I'm really excited about this one. I hope this one gets going really quick. Well, they're even doing this on Pinterest now. So, I mean, it's like every platform is going to have something like this and Twitter shouldn't be left behind. So I think it'll be like, I'd like you a little bit more or whatever. You know, it's like, (laughs) I see you and I acknowledge your presence kind of thing. 
So this is an interesting one. And Jen and I talked about this a little bit in our meeting beforehand. Twitter is testing a new option, which enable you to switch accounts and tweet replies. Now on the surface, it's like, oh, great. Another feature we could use. But Jen and I are saying it's really kind of crazy because what it's letting you do, it's they're testing a new option that will enable users to switch accounts within tweet reply, uh, making it easier to manage multiple account interactions on the go. Our issue was that we are always paranoid because we can switch like that in Instagram. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, did I just send that out to the wrong account? And so for managers, I think this may be something kind of good, but maybe not. So what are your thoughts, Madeline? Yeah, it's interesting. And I definitely agree. Like you can really mess up, you know, if you're not careful. So <laughs> right. You really got to watch what you're doing and make sure you're on your A game and not go tweeting after a few drinks or something because you really right. could like yeah. screw everything up. Um, Badly. But, I, you know, I think it can be good for people that manage multiple accounts that are doing a, a lot of tweeting that need that kind of capability. Now, this is available over in TweetDeck. And what's interesting is that Twitter is looking at some of the functionality in TweetDeck that they can just go ahead and turn on for everybody on Twitter because they own TweetDeck. So I think that's really interesting that, you know, some of these things are already available on TweetDeck and it's just a matter of pushing it out to everyone. Right. Cool. And so this is actually spotted by our friend uh, Matt Navarra, who always is finding this cool stuff. So do you think it's going to, you know, and it's a test right now. So if you don't have it, you know, like do like what Madeline said and, and use that kind of functionality over on TweetDeck. But for the normal everyday Twitter user, do you think it's something that they're going to use or is this mostly for, you know, Power users. Yeah, I don't think it's something an everyday user is going to use or you know have a need for. Um, I think it's just one of those features that for some people, they'll be very appreciative that it's available, but just go to TweetDeck if you want it now. But I, I mean, I so agree with you guys. You got to be really careful when you're doing something like that. Yeah, for right. sure. I would be yeah. paranoid all the time too. So Right, because <laughs> even not being drunk, it's really, yeah, it's easy to hit some wrong button and like, because yes. you, you can do the same thing if you're managing pages over on Facebook right. and on Instagram, you're like, okay. I've actually opened the app again and go, did I send out the right thing? Cause I did that really quickly, you know, and freaking, right. you know, so yeah, I think it's a good point. So yeah. be safe out there. If be you get this, get this tool. So Madeline, <laughs> thanks so much. You're always just such a fount of information and knowledge about Twitter. We all love having you on. Tell us where, tell people where they can find you. Best place. Well, first of all, thank you all for having me. Really uh, thrilled to be here. I love coming on here and talking about Twitter. So thanks for having me. Best place to find me is for sure Twitter at Madeline Sklar and my website, MadelineSklar.com. I have a podcast where we talk all about Twitter and the Twitter chat. You can get all that information on my website. Madeline, can you spell out your name for those people who are listening yes. on the podcast? It is an unusual name, but once you know the spelling, you can find me anywhere on the internet with that name because I'm the only one that has it. So it's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N. S-K-L-A-R. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Madeline. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks. All right, Jen, we got a couple of blurbs we need to run through really quickly. Um, This is kind of a big one, and and I think you posted it um, on the Social Media Examiner page, but Instagram is uh, hiding lights, hiding likes in the United States, and some people are up in arms about this, so tell us about it. Oh, yeah. People are, are definitely up in arms. So on Friday, November 8th, at the Wired 25 conference in San Francisco, Instagram chief Adam Mosseri announced that the platform will be extending its test of hiding total light counts to users in the U.S. So not, not the whole U.S. at once, but just some of us. He, he told the audience, and are you into this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is interesting because we talked about, we asked this question in the uh, 
on our Facebook post, I think it was. And we got a lot of comments. And it was really funny right. to me because most of the U.S. is like, no, I want, you know, what's going on? No. And some people are like, well, it's going to be good for the health of people. And then like the people in, I think it's Australia and some other places who have it, they're like, it ain't that big a deal. Yeah. We don't really miss it. Yeah, no, they're, they're fine with it. Uh, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, they're all just like, hey, this happened to us months ago and we're perfectly fine. Yeah, they're going this crazy Americans. Fall. Yeah, crazy <laughs> Americans, calm down. You're fine. So <laughs> right. that's okay. that was that thing. So it'll be interesting to see if they are going to roll that out. Right now, it's just a test. Yeah. So freak out just a little bit, not all of this uh, America, but um, we'll see what happens. It's yeah. It'll be interesting to see the backlash. So interesting to watch For this sure. one. And the next piece of news we have, Facebook Pay starts rolling out on Facebook and Messenger in the United States. So what is Facebook Pay, Jen? Okay, Facebook Pay provides people with a convenient, secure, and consistent payment experience across Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Yeah, so that's really interesting to me because it's supposed to make e-commerce more convenient for users and significantly easier for small businesses. And it's kind of a crowded marketplace. I mean, I asked my kids if they would use Facebook Pay, and they pretty much said yes to pay your when you go to the nursing home. That's what we'll use it for because we're not on Facebook. They use Venmo. They right. use all that kind of stuff. And now Apple's doing their own pay. So yeah. I, I think it may be a little crowded, but we'll see some demographics that may be really helpful for So. This may even be like a shot across the bow with their Libra currency, their cryptocurrency to see yeah. what's going to happen with that, with all the regulation. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. So, uh, yeah. So what do you thought? Are you, would you use Facebook pay or are you like, I got my own thing to pay all the stuff with? You know, it, it really, it's going to depend on the person. I know that my mom would probably like me to pay her via Facebook. <laughs> I already have her using Venmo. So, wow. I mean, I'm pretty attached to Venmo and I have my mom on Venmo, my landlord's on Venmo. So I don't know that there's a need for me to switch. It just kind of depends on who I'm paying and why I'm paying them. That's a good point. I think it's, yeah. it's who your demographic is and what for. So very interesting. Yeah. So that is the news for this week. And we want to remind you again, you can find more details, links, and notes on everything discussed in today's episode in our social media marketing talk show recap. It publishes on Saturdays at Social Media Examiner. You can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. And also, don't forget that this is a podcast. You can get our audio podcast of the show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher with new episodes publishing every Monday. And we want to make sure not to mention to register for Social Media Marketing World 2020. You'll see great people like Madeline. Jen will be there. I'll be there. And you can find out more at socialmediamarketing.world. That's socialmediamarketing.world. And I want to say special thanks to Jen Cole, our co-host for today. She did an awesome job. Thanks again to Jen for that. And Jeff, thank you for being such a fun host today. And also thanks to Madeline for being on the show with us. Yes, she was awesome. So our next show yeah. will be on Friday, November 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific. You can actually sign up for our weekly show calendar. You can go to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show to sign up for that calendar. And with that, I want to say thank you for everybody for watching. Thanks for all your comments here on Crowdcast. And thanks for watching and listening. And we will see you next time. Bye now. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.